0: Riverreporter.com, and from listener donations at wjffradio.org.
1: Welcome to the Local Edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. And tonight, because it is Thursday, we're focusing more on Northeast Pennsylvania this is uh, the evening that we always check in with Wayne County, see what's going on, Uh, but we'll be staying on the Pennsylvania side of the river for both of the segments tonight. Rosh Hashanah starts this Sunday, kicking off the Jewish High Holy Days. We'll be talking to Rabbi Elliot Kleinman from Congregation Beth Israel in Honesdale coming up in the second half of the program. First, the Farm and Chef event is coming up. And to help us learn more about that and the organizations that it benefits, joining us now we have a member of the Board of Seeds of Northeast Pennsylvania, leader of their sustainable food circle, it's Jack Barnett on the line with us. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the program. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. So um, the Farm and Chef is coming up, and it benefits both Seeds uh, and and Wayne Passa. And I'd like to start, before we get talking about the event itself and what will be there, I, I'd like you to, to, if you could, tell me about both these organizations. Let's start with Seeds, because uh, you're in Seeds, and, and Seeds, I think, uh, is has a history of being one of our neighbors at the Cooperage Project as well, where we have a, a studio, Radio Catskill.
0: That's right, yeah. Um, SEEDS stands for Sustainable Energy Education and Development Support. It was founded in 2009 in Wayne County, and we're based there in the Cooperage. Uh But we support um, counties around the area as well as try to get Sullivan and other parts of New York when we can. And it's focused on uh, growing our community in a sustainable way. And part of that is food. And so I'm lucky enough to support many projects at Seeds as a volunteer, including our Sustainable Food Committee, which we call a CIRCLE. Um, And as part of that, the CIRCLE is partnered this year with the local chapter of the Pennsylvania Association for Sustainable Agriculture, PASA. And that chapter is sometimes known by the Wayne County Grown label. Uh, it's made up of farmers mostly and supporters of local farms who are using sustainable practices in their agricultural or their farm business
1: so it sounds like this this is a a chance to uh coordinate it sounds like two two main themes here are sustainability yes but also um uh local agriculture local you know locally grown products
0: exactly yeah we, we're we're big into doing local because that's both
1: more sustainable and better for our communities. So let's talk about the event itself. I mean, first, before we go any further, uh, where and when is it happening? It's going to be on October 2nd, that's Sunday, at the Cooperage in Honesdale,
0: starting at, the doors open at noon, and we will be serving local food, uh, both from local farms and made by local chefs starting at 1230.
1: So is this more of a, I guess I was thinking this would be something of a, almost like a farmer's market, sounding like this is more like, is this more like a dinner? Yeah, it's
0: more like a food. So we have seven chefs from local farm-to-table restaurants who will each be making uh, at least one uh, small plate type of of service starting at 1230. Each of them is, has ordered food from our local farmers, uh, and they will be serving it up and your ticket, your $40 ticket gets you one serving from each of the seven chefs.
1: And so now it seems like we're incorporating a a third theme or prong to this approach where there's the there's the uh, uh the sustainability side that uh dovetails with the locally grown side and then there's who are the local uh, chefs that are also making it. There's the there's the the cooking and business Side of it as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're lucky enough to have seven chefs signed up from seven restaurants from Hawley, Honesdale, Wood- Waymart, and even all the way over into uh, Clark Summit. So we've got native food and drink in, in Honesdale, here and now brewing in Honesdale, uh, the Lodge at Woodlock in Hawley, the Settlers Inn in Hawley, TikToks on Terrace in Honesdale the Maximum Zen over in the Clark Summit, and the Mustard Seed Cafe in Waymart, And we have about um, 15 – actually, I can't count this many – more than 15 local farms that are providing produce that those chefs will be cooking.
1: This sounds like a lot of coordination. How long have you been trying to get this together?
0: Oh, we're lucky enough to have done this in the past – uh, the last Farm and Chef event was also at the Cooperage in 2018. And we kind of burned out after having done it five years in a row. And so this year, Seeds decided to help the Passo group, uh, do it together. And so this year, the, the two organizations are partnering on it and will be, um, splitting the proceeds between supporting the nonprofit educational and sustainability efforts of both organizations.
1: Great. And you know, so it sounds like there was a logistical uh, reason to do this and and there's getting like you say getting 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 the funds and support and getting the attention for your organizations uh, but like what about this moment does uh if, in your opinion Sustainability and events like this, where you're connecting uh, the the farmers, those who make the food, those who eat the food. What, why is it important to bring farm and chef back at this moment?
0: Oh, I think everybody who lived through the pandemic remembers how it affected our food system and the challenges of a food system that is uh, global in its nature, industrial in its sources. And we really like to bring back to the concept of, of growing locally, eating locally, supporting your local businesses um, that is so much more sustainable, both in terms of its energy use and its um, optimization of community and strengthening the resilience of those communities. And this is just a great event to show that in all its forms.
1: Where can people find out more information about the event? Is there which which organization or is there a place online people can go to see info?
0: Oh, so there there are multiple places. Um if you google it uh, farm and chef 2022, you'll find it. It's uh you can buy tickets at bitly/farm2tochef22 slash uh online or you can call Jane Bollinger at 570 570- and she'll hook you up with a physical ticket. You can reserve them and pay at the door. Uh, We will also be having um, lots of other events going on during the uh, food service. So we'll have a a live old-fashioned pie auction with homemade pies. We have a basket raffle and we also have musicians playing all day. We have local craft beverages beer, wine, and, and hard cider available, and the ticket price includes a lot of locally uh, coffee, tea, uh, regular sweet cider, etc. cetera, can, all included.
1: Can you talk a little bit about what, what some of those other events or, or speakers are that are going on? Well, we don't have
0: speakers, so we'll, we'll have some educational material available. Uh, we're really just focusing on on having it be a good social event to build community and for people to enjoy themselves and the local products.
1: Okay, great. And is there anything else coming up on the horizon for seeds that you'd like folks to know about?
0: Oh, goodness. Um, we just held our annual meeting and we do have the weekend following that on October 8th and 9th, I believe it is. It's at the weekend is our big free book swap, um, where you can bring your books, uh, walk away with books. It's a huge event. Last year, we had almost 30,000 books come in Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and half of those went out to the community on Saturday and Sunday, and we recycled all the rest or donated them to organizations that will distribute them to those in need.
1: Oh, That'll be
0: at the
1: Wayne County Fairgrounds that weekend oh cool so free free book swap at the fairgrounds uh, coming up on the ninth uh, farm and chef that 's the event we 've been talking about returning for its first time since twenty eighteen happening at the Cooperage. Um, On the next Sunday, October 2nd, we've been talking to Jack Barnett, member of the Board of Seeds of Northeast Pennsylvania, and he's on their sustainable food circle leading that committee. Thank you for talking to us this evening, Jack. Thanks, Jason. And uh, also thank you to our own Rosie Star for uh, connecting us with uh, that, that topic, that interview, uh, Farm and Chef event. And remember, you can always hear Farm and Country Saturday mornings at 11 here on Radio Catskill. This is the local edition. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Rabbi Elliot Klein from Congregation Beth Israel in Holmesdale. Don't go anywhere. This is Kai Wright.
0: I grew up in the Black Church, and my favorite part of service was the fellowship. The hugs and winks, just check-ins with all these people. I want to create that fellowship on the radio. Every Sunday evening, I hope you'll join me for Notes from America, a live national show. It's a place we can gather to share experiences, process, and figure out where this country is going together. Join me and join the conversation. Sunday evening at 6, live on Radio Catskill. Our music sale is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and we are still taking donations of all things musical. Right now, we really need some high-quality vinyl, LPs in great shape, collector's items, or even some rare records. We also need stereo equipment, turntables and receivers in clean, working condition. Support local public radio while making sure no one leaves the music sale empty-handed. Donate to the music sale. Email manager at wjffradio.org.
1: Thanks. Welcome back to the Local Edition News and Information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. The Jewish High Holy Days began this Sunday night with Rosh Hashanah. And here to talk about that, talk about his congregation, and to help us keep on the Pennsylvania side of our listening area on a Thursday, continuing to focus on Pennsylvania, it's Rabbi Elliot Kleinman from Congregation Beth Israel in Holmesdale. Welcome back to the program, Rabbi Kleinman.
2: It's wonderful to be back with you.
1: So we, I want to talk about Rosh Hashanah and, and, and get an update on how your congregation is doing, but let's start again by reminding people you have a very historic congregation, and that history actually, uh, you, you mark it uh, uh, around Rosh Hashanah because you've been going for 173 years.
2: For 173 years, Congregation Beth Israel has met together in Honesdale, and for 166 of those years, uh, including this, uh, coming Rosh Hashanah, we will be meeting, uh, in our historic building in downtown Honesdale. Uh, each year, uh, this congregation has gathered beginning with that first year in 1849, uh, at the high holy days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to pray and to find community and support in that community
1: and what does it mean to you to to think to think back on that that uh, that long not just in the community but even in the same building as your predecessors were in
2: it is an extraordinary thing to gather in a building where generations of jews who settled in northeast pennsylvania who passed through northeast pennsylvania have gathered to pray Every year, for so many years, to be connected in the long chain of history, the Shalshelot HaKabbalah, the chain of tradition in that place, in that sacred space, is both an opportunity and a blessing
1: from looking back uh, 173 years now let's turn our gaze back some 5,782 years Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, correct?
2: That is correct. Uh, Rosh Hashanah celebrates the birthday of the world this year uh, in Jewish tradition the world turns 5,783 years Uh, we will celebrate in prayer but it's also a time of serious introspection. Uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur uh, are an opportunity to reflect back on the previous year, to project forward to the coming year, to think about where we have fallen short over the past year, and how we can change ourselves in order to change our world, uh, to make it a, more, a better place
1: in your role as as rabbi of of being someone who's leading a community of people through these traditions and this process of of reflection um how do you do that what what do you do uh, for your congregation both as a group and and uh, on individual basis
2: Rosh Hashanah uh, begins what the jewish tradition calls the 10 days of repentance It is 10 days of serious reflection and introspection. It is during that time we have a chance to uh, consider uh, where we have failed, where we have not lived up to our true selves. And on Yom Kippur, we ask forgiveness for those failings, and we affirm that we're going to try and do better in the coming year. What we do is a combination of prayer, uh, personal acts of uh, engagement and repentance, and personal and communal acts of tzedakah, of trying to make right where we have fallen short in the past year.
1: And, and to make that right with, with the people that we've fallen short with, right? Well, in Jewish tradition... We we say that
2: for, for uh, transgressions against God, we have to appear before God, and we do so in the synagogue and with our prayers. But for transgressions against fellow human beings, we are obligated not just to go before God to ask forgiveness, but to go to those people we may have offended and say, I'm sorry, I want to make it right. How can I do better next time in my interaction with you? And in our country right now, That is more vital than ever. The ability to say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I didn't understand you. I didn't understand how you were feeling. And I may have made a mistake. And as a result, I'm coming to you and saying, let's rebuild together.
1: I'm, I'm always, I'm always fascinated by this, fascinated and impressed by this aspect of atonement because it it occurs to me, and this could just be my opinion, but it seems that, uh, for, even for someone who who has deep and serious faith, it can be easier to seek forgiveness from the creator of the universe than, you, you know, your neighbor or someone in your family you might have wronged. That's, that's, that's a high hurdle for so many people. The
2: hardest work of the Holy Days each year is looking at yourself critically. The second hardest thing we have to do is take that knowledge about ourselves and act on it. Uh, sometimes it's easier just to say, yep, I made a mistake, and to stay home and not think about it. High Holidays calls on us not just to put it in the forefront of our mind, but put it in the forefront of our actions and our words. Through our deeds and our words, we have an opportunity to make small repairs, repairs in relationships, repairs in the way we treat the world, we treat others, etc. And in making those small repairs, we get to enable larger repairs for the world in which we live.
1: And as you made reference to the world in which we live, uh, it seems like that's getting... Harder to do, and it's and uh, and you have to pay a close attention to also how people are treating you as well. I'm curious uh, with everything we've gone through in recent years, with the with these challenging times, with the pandemic, uh, with a rise in anti semitism. How how are how are how is this moment meeting you, and how are you meeting the moment?
2: This has been a challenging time uh, for our country as a whole, for our world as a whole, and specifically for the Jewish community. We meet that moment in three ways. First and foremost, gathering together gives us strength. And what a blessing it is to, to now, after several years, be back together as a community, sitting in the same room, seeing each other the sparkle in each other's eyes, hearing each other's voices next to us instead of the tiny pictures on the screen where we gathered for so long. The second area is that we have to be thoughtful about what it means to be part of this world and part of this country. And that's not just holding opinions and views, but it means Listening and hearing other people's views, hearing other people's approaches to things. And even when we disagree, approaching it all with that third thing, and that is approaching those sitting next to us, across from us, in the restaurant, in the next booth, with love. We may not agree with everything everyone does. We may not agree with their political viewpoints. But now, more than ever, Religion, Jewish, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, etc. Religion calls on us to approach other people with love and with compassion. And we need that love and compassion in our society today more than we have in a long time.
1: I, uh, given the tradition that I grew up in, a, a Christian tradition, I kind of know how that faith would, uh, advise someone to, to interact with others in in love, even if they even if they have animosity towards you, even if they have hate towards you, I kind of know what the Christian response to that. What what's the Judaic response? What what? How do you help? How do you approach people with love when they're approaching you with less than love, or perhaps even hate? Well, in a moment, I'll
2: say a word about the hate and the anti-Semitism and, and the concern about that. Specifically to your question, there is a story in the Talmud, which is one of the foundational Jewish texts, of two schools of thought, Hillel and Shammah, arguing with one another. And eventually, the argument turns ugly. And suddenly, a voice from heaven comes and says, These and these are the words of the living God. In other words. Even when you deeply disagree with somebody, you have to appreciate that they're coming from someplace, and you have to try and understand it. You can't just dismiss it. In the area of anti-Semitism, it's particularly important not to dismiss it, not to say, oh, it's just somebody who is hateful. Because until we try and understand that person and approach that person and help them to get to know the pain they are causing, help them to get to know who the Jewish community really is, to get past the lies and the deceit and the the misrepresentation, that hatred will continue. And it has meant certain things for us as a congregation. It means that we have to have added security at the High Holy Days, to help people feel comfortable entering our sanctuary. It means that we need to be a little more thoughtful about the encounters we have at this time of year, because unfortunately, there is a group of people who hate Jews. And we have to respond to that with both love, but also with information, we have to say we're not going to tolerate this as a society, and we need people to stand with us. Uh, recently, I was talking to a friend, uh, not Jewish, and the I, I pointed out to him that it's important always for Jews to stand against anti-Semitism, but it is equally important. For non Jews to stand against anti Semitism, to stand with us, to say hatred of Jews, hatred of immigrants, hatred of this group or that group simply for being different is not part of who we are as Americans or as human beings. And we're going to stand against it as a community. And the bulwark against that hatred, against whether it is Jew hatred or other hatred, the bulwark against that hatred is community and love, and that means not just thinking it but stepping up and acting on it
1: right and on that note, I feel like we've circled back to uh, one of the core themes of the high holy days too. So thank you for for sharing that with us and that that call for people to to step up it's It's important. It means a great deal. Before we go, I want to—I uh, um, mean, your website is Holmesdale dot org. I know there's information up there, um, but for people, uh, for people who who may have been away from the the temple for a while or looking for a place to go for the High Holy Days, what do you have coming up? What would you like them to know? We have
2: our Russia Hashanah services will be. Uh, Sunday night, uh, September 25th at 7.30. Uh, On Monday, we'll continue services at 10 a.m. All the information is available on our website. We look forward to welcoming everyone. You don't need to be a member of the congregation to join with us. We look forward to seeing you and to worshiping with you and to beginning a year uh, of renewal with you.
1: Well, thank you so much, and, and I, I wish you the best uh, for the coming holidays. I know you're very uh, busy, so I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Rabbi Elliot Kleiman from Congregation Beth Israel-Holmesdale, thank you so much.
2: It's a pleasure to be with you again. Shana Tova. Happy New Year.
1: Shana Tova. All right, well, that's going to do it for the local edition tonight. Thank you so much uh, to Rabbi Kleiman and Jack Barnett for talking to us. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow evening. Actually, Patricio will be uh, back tomorrow evening. Um, Our own uh, Aaron Benditch with Borscht Beat will be celebrating uh, Rosh Hashanah on his program with lots of great Jewish music celebrating the, the holiday. And that's coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And if you're celebrating, say Shana Tovah to you. And remember, you can find the local edition wherever you get podcasts from. Make sure you never miss an episode. I'm Jason Dole. Thank you again for listening.
0: Support for Radio Catskill comes from The Calicoon Marketplace on Main Street Home to Woolworth Yarn The Calicoon Pantry Early Bird Cookery The Herbal Scoop Channery Hill Farm Vintage Morocco, And Lit Home and Book From The Cooperage Project in Honesdale Dedicated to building community through performance, learning, markets, and good times Thecooperageproject.org And from listeners like you You are listening to 90.5 FM WJFF Jeffersonville, New York, and 94.5 FM W233AH Bonicello, New York, online at wjffradio.org. Serving the Catskills Northeast Pennsylvania, the Upper Delaware and Mid-Hudson region.